The moonlight shone down on the main office as if illuminating my next step forward, magnifying a spotlight on the only conceivable option for me, calling for help, making an escape. I moved toward the darkened door of the building. Turning the knob, I flinched at the long creaking noise the door made. I stepped inside, eyes adjusting to the pitch darkness of the building. A sense of dread weighed on me. The dark ambiance of the empty building seemed to amplify the feeling of isolation. That I was on my own, trapped by the pursuing animal undoubtedly lurking in the woods around me. Reaching the phone, I called the number for the head ranger from the post-it they left behind. He didn't answer, and the call went straight to voicemail. There's something out here, I said. I don't know what it is, but it isn't a mountain lion. It's huge, and it's following me. I blurted this vague description of events into the phone receiver. Unable, in my current state of mind, to articulately describe what was happening. Who's going to believe me? The ranger is going to think I'm crazy. Either way, I could hold up here and wait for him to call back. I rested the butt of my rifle on the floor, leaning it gently against the desk. Turning toward the door, I looked out into the parking lot, hoping to assess whether or not the animal was actively pursuing me. Any notions of safety that I had immediately vanished as I approached the window. Dozens of cloaked figures stood in every inch of the parking area, with hoods up to hide their features. The chant from one of the previous nights came in, louder than I'd ever heard it. I covered my ears as the sound became so loud, unintelligible to me, being in some foreign language. I turned to grab my rifle. Maybe a warning shot would scare these people away. As I took the weapon by the barrel, I turned back, and they had all vanished. The chant also seemed to faintly recede on the wind. Though I couldn't see what was making them, footsteps, loud and heavy, were approaching the main building. I moved quickly to an adjacent office and hid behind an old couch. From where I sat, I could still see the front door, but I was still concealed by the dilapidated furniture. The door to the main office opened. A figure on all fours passed through the entrance to the building. It stopped in the main entryway, maybe ten feet away from me. The door behind it swung closed automatically, swinging the door shut with a solid clank. It was in this moment I was able to get a good look at whoever this was. It was extremely muscular and had a thin fur covering most of its body. On its back, the fur was much longer and was thickened, almost like it had spines coming out. The head looked like that of a dog, only its eyes were completely black, ears perked up, listening for any sign of movement. The creature stood in the entryway, surveying the darkness, my heart pounding in my chest. I felt my breath quicken, trying to keep up with the blood pumping in my veins. I put my hand over my mouth and nose, trying to muffle the sound of my heavy breathing. Thankfully. The stalker seemed not to notice me, and it moved slowly into the main building. I watched it without moving, eyes following as the outline of its animal figure disappeared from view. A strong urge to run for it, burst through the door and escape into the night creeped into my head.
No, no, I can't do that. It will hear the heavy door open, and I have no chance on foot. Carefully, I step from my hiding place, moving so to make as little noise as possible. I reached the door of the office and peeked around the corner. The creature had moved into a waiting area, tail flicking back and forth. It stood, cracking its hind legs so to stand in a bipedal stance again. As it did so, it attempted to look over the desks and through the windows into the various offices in front of it. I dashed in front of the main desk and low in front of the phone. It was only just in time because it had turned around, looking straight into the office I was hiding in, right to where I had been hiding on the couch. The creature started to walk to the opposite corner of the building, its heavy body making loud steps against the hard floor of the offices. As it moved around the corner, my heart seized as the phone at the desk started to ring. The head ranger was returning my phone call. The ringing noises pierced the silence of the empty offices with a sharp bell. I moved back into the office, this time under the desk, and moved the chair in front of me. The creature came bounding around the corner, stomping its way to the front desk. It snarled at the ringing device. Drool seemed to come from it as it seethed over the phone. Bang shone, expressing frustration with the distraction. It brought its hand down hard on the phone, smashing it into a hundred pieces that scattered off the walls around the front desk. The loud cracking sound of the creature's hind legs came again as it went back to all fours. It turned and pushed the front door open, exiting the main office. I gasped in relief as the door closed, trying to steady my breathing now that the immediate danger had left. Moving the chair out of the way, I crawled toward the front desk again, peeking carefully out the window. The creature was sitting on its hind legs, right by my car. It seemed to be waiting for me, expecting me to come out and try to get away using the vehicle. I checked my watch, three in the morning. In a couple more hours, the sun would be up. I could only hope that the sunlight would make this thing go back to wherever it lived, that it is nocturnal, maybe and I can move around more freely while it sleeps. For now, I needed to find a way out of this building without going out the front door. I crawled on the floor to the rear of the building, trying to keep as low as possible, the carpet making soft, brushing noises as I moved over it. The quietest of noises felt more like a slamming door while I was being stalked by this creature. I felt hesitant to move at all, making the smallest of noises bring it down on top of me. The back section of the building had a small kitchen. It was clear and clean, left this way by the rangers exiting for the weekend hunt. Past the sink and trash cans there was a rear door. I approached it and noticed it was a push latch with the words, fire exit, alarm will sound, written across the broad section of the door. My heart sank reading this. I wouldn't be able to leave this way without setting off an alarm. I couldn't go out front because the creature was waiting for me there as well. Weighing my options carefully, I decided that this was the only choice. I couldn't stay in here forever, and the creature clearly knew I was here or close by. The weight of my next action made my chest tight and my body shiver. I compressed the push latch of the door carefully, not wanting to make a noise until the very last second. As the door cleared the frame, the fire alarm rang out, 
sending the sound out in all directions of the night sky. Emergency lighting flicked on, illuminating the back of the building with fluorescent light. I fled out the door and down a small slope into the trees. The ground crunched under my feet as I ran full sprint over the cracking branches and dry grass. Jumping behind a tree, I crouched down low, waiting for the creature to come around to investigate the noise. It came around the corner of the main building, clearly drawn to the alarm. It peered into the building, then turned to the door and tore it off the hinges. The solid metal door, thrown off the frame like it was nothing. The door being torn from the building also seemed to short out the lights nearest the door, returning the grounds to a dark, moonlit landscape. The door was then thrown into the woods near where I was hiding. It destroyed several smaller trees before wrapping around one with a thicker trunk. Most of the bark was sheared off of the tree from the impact. It turned toward the destruction. The metal door wrought on the nearby woods and began bounding into the forest near me. I held still against the trunk of the tree that was concealing me. I held my breath as it passed, hoping to hide any sign or sound that I was nearby. The animal seemed to be searching, tree by tree, for my location. It seemed convinced that I had run into the woods, and it was going to find me out here. Because it had gone further into the trees and brush than I had, I now had an opportunity to escape the opposite direction. I moved carefully amongst the twigs and branches back up the small hill to the building. The darkened rear of the facility now provided a cover of darkness that I previously didn't have. My legs shook with each step as I heard the animal behind me tearing apart the landscape in a vain effort to locate me. Tracing my hand along the concrete, I made my way around the side of the building. Keeping to the exterior, the moonlight didn't shine in this area. I didn't know if this creature could see in the dark, but I was more comfortable with the visible concealment than the constant crunching and snapping noises that accompanied walking through the wood and thicket. Reaching the parking lot again, it was still clear, my car sitting in the spot I had left it. I opened the door as quietly as I could, sat down, took a long breath before pushing my keys into the ignition. I turned and flinched at the sound coming from the engine turning over. Without wasting any time, I threw the car into drive and pressed forward. Checking my rearview mirror, I could see the animal coming around the side of the building. It was moving on me quickly. I pushed the accelerator as far as it would go into the floor as I hit the main road of the park. Unsure of where else to go, I turned at a fork in the road to head back to my campsite. As I picked up speed, I saw the animal slow and then tear off into the woods at the side of the road. I felt a brief moment of relief mixed with the unsettling thought that I hadn't escaped, simply lost sight of it. Undoubtedly, it would be planning its next ambush on me when the opportunity arose. As I approached the campground, the moonlight that dimly illuminated the paved road seemed to become drowned out by a warm glow that seemed to brighten the night sky. The light grew stronger and stronger as I approached. My jaw dropped as the campsite came into view. My camp had been completely invaded by the cloaked figures. They stood in front of a large bonfire the center of which had previously been my tent. In the center was a large pole with a wooden human effigy at its tip. Flames licked the bottom portion of the effigy, 
slowly working their way up the figure. I stopped my car to take in the sight. What is this? Why would anyone do this? To my horror, the figures noticed my arrival and all turned in unison to face me. They started approaching, lanterns in their hands. As they walked forward, the bodies of more dead animals became illuminated. They had killed so many, and the corpses lay in every direction around the entire campsite. Pressing the gas, moving further away from my camp, the cloaked figures stopped and stood, watching me drive away. Moving further into the park, I was unfamiliar with the road, but didn't want to stop and risk having to get out of the safety of my vehicle. I had walked several of the side trails the previous day, but everything seemed different now. Something about the trees, their limbs seemed to twist and bend. The road seemed to become caved in on itself. Branches bending and extending to block out the night sky. As I drove, the foliage of the road itself became narrower and narrower. What was once a two-lane road had caved into a horrifying mass of twisted brambles. Eventually, I had to stop the car, unable to safely drive it any further because the pathway had become too narrow. Opening the door, I grabbed my rifle by the barrel as I climbed out of the car. I had to duck my head as I moved around the front of the car with the branches caving in around me. They seemed to have grown thorns as well which dipped at my jacket as I passed. I walked down the path, unsure of where else to go besides away from where I had last seen the cloaked figures. With my car headlights as the only major light source, I noticed the concrete began to change as well the further I walked. Odd shapes and symbols seemed to be carved directly into the stone. I got my rifle ready, double-checking that I had a round chambered. I checked my watch, 6.30 a.m. Had so much time really passed since I last looked. It should be light out now. I looked up, but either there was no daylight, or the branches had grown so thick there was no way for light to pass through the foliage. There was a noise ahead of me then, something that sounded like a footfall on hard concrete. I dashed to the side of the road as close to the trees as I could. Looking down the scope of my rifle, I waited unsure if this gun would have any effect on the animal pursuing me. It seemed my only hope now that I was caught within the cave of branches. My breathing was tense, and I tried to calm my heart rate with slower, steady breaths. Knowing that the encounter would come at any moment, I lined up my scope at the road. My car headlights were only providing a little bit of light, so the light attached to my rifle was providing a dim, red glow. My pulse quickened as the sound of the footsteps got ever closer to where I was. My blood ran cold as a bipedal figure appeared in front of me in my scope. It was approaching, slowly, not bounding toward me like I had seen it chase before. Was it toying with me? Not waiting to lose this opportunity, I lined up my crosshairs and slowly compressed the trigger. The shot rang out in the closed tunnel muzzle flash illuminating ever so briefly the thicket of thorn trees all around me. The barrel lurched back as the recoil from the rifle pushed into my shoulder. The figures seemed to lurch when the bullet struck them, and they tumbled over into the road. The feeling of hope welled up inside me. Had I done it? 
ended the threat of the animal that was pursuing me. Trees to the left and right of me seemed to recede, branches straightening from the curled tunnel they had me entrapped in. Daylight from the morning sun started to poke through. I marveled as I watched the foliage peel back from the road in real time. The symbols and carvings in the concrete also seemed to fade, as if the concrete itself was healing. As more daylight pierced through the veil of thicket, I looked at my kill, expecting to see the animal laying there. To my horror, what I saw was a man wearing a brown ranger uniform and boots, laying in the middle of the road. I set my rifle down and ran to him, not believing what I was seeing. When I approached, I saw it was the head ranger, gasping for breath, a dark pool of red staining his uniform. I knelt down to where the bullet had hit him, pressing both hands on the wound. I wasn't sure what to say. What? How? I blurted out. Gasping for breath, he replied, You called me. Left a message. Why did you shoot me? I didn't get a chance to answer, though. His breath gave out, and his eyes went still, glassy. I removed my hands from his chest and looked at them, fresh blood coating my palm and fingers. The horrifying realization that I just shot and killed a man, an innocent man who was only there to help me. Looking up and further down the road, two more rangers had pulled up their trucks and were running toward me and the body of their boss. I put up my hands, indicating that I was unarmed. My mind racing. Had I lost my mind out here? There was no other explanation. What had I seen? The moment of contemplation rocked as I was tackled and handcuffed dragged away to face justice for the unforgivable crime I had just committed.